I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Well, look at you. You found me. You found the podcast. I'm your host, Bill Flanagan, and this is I'm Not Mad, I'm Just Irritated. And it's a show dedicated to premium content. And guys, I know it's been over 10 days, maybe 12 days since my last episode. But sometimes it takes a while to accumulate top-notch premium content. And there will be no disappointing this episode. You will not be disappointed on the top-notch premium content that I'm about to deliver to you. Because, frankly, I can't even believe that the last 12 days have provided me the kind of premium content required for this show. So, where we left off last, I was going to a concert. My first concert in almost two years. I was going to go see the Psychedelic first. I couldn't find anybody to go with me. I went by myself. I really almost didn't want to go. But I I forced myself to go. It's like, you have got to get out. You haven't gone anywhere or done anything much at all. So I forced myself to drive from Lago Vista all the way to Riverside Drive in South Austin. So I could go see my band, the P-First, Richard Butler singing some songs. Well, I get there. It says doors at 7. I'm thinking, okay, doors at 7, shows at 8, there's an opening band, he'd probably play 30 minutes, so that's 8.30, they'll probably play at 9. Well, there's no seats, I knew I was going to have to stand. Chalky Chalks haven't stood at a concert in a couple years, it was an unknown. So I get there, I didn't know how long it was going to take me to to get there, I figured an hour. But I do get there about 7.45. So I'm thinking, okay, this thing should start about 15 minutes. And I stand what was then the back of the crowd up at the stage, maybe 10 feet from the stage, nobody behind me. Well, let me just tell you, by the time I left, it was crowded from the stage past me to the back. It was full at a capacity show, which was a little creepy. No one wore masks. Now, you did have to have proof of a COVID vaccine or a negative test. I don't know how good all that. You know, you can still get it with vaccination. You can still spread it. This. I don't know. But, you know, I didn't even care. It's like, I just just go ahead and get it and get it over with. Nobody's wearing masks. But, you know, I was trying to enjoy the show. But the opening band didn't come on for a while. And next thing you know, I'm standing there. The, the PFIRS finally get up there about 920 and I was thinking, if they don't show till 9.30, and I've been already standing for almost two hours before they even started, the knees were barking at me. So anyway, <clears throat> I don't even know how to go about this next portion of this premium content, but this is it. This is the premium. This is the part of this concert experience that led to premium content. Now, I'm an old man now. I'm not in the, my prime. You know, I consider my prime up until about 42 years old. That's the prime. After that, eh, maybe 44. Then after that, you're going to have to start taking low T medicine and HGH and supplements. I'm not doing that. It's just a natural decline into old man gnomeness, Hobbitville. So, yeah, I'm on my way. 
But anyway, at the show, you know, I'm looking good. I got on my denim shirt. I got my cool keep on trucking hat. I got my boots. And there's a couple next to me. And they were on a date. I don't think they were married. She had on her a ring, but it didn't look like a wedding ring. It was like an emerald ring. And he had no wedding ring on. They were just cuddling and kissing. And You know, I'm pretty tall. They were pretty short. Every once in a while, I just would catch her just like looking at me. And I'm thinking, am I paranoid? Am I? What's going on here? She was cute. Probably about 38, 40. She was with a dude. He wasn't like a big dude, you know, jacked up. He was just a normal dude. He looked like a computer programmer. Dark hair. He looked kind of a square. But he was a normal dude. And you're just like, good for him. He's with a pretty cute little hottie here. Why does she keep, like, and the next thing I know, they're both looking at me. I go, hey, what's up? And, you know, I don't want to take a, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to anybody. It's a concert. You can't talk. It's too loud. So I'm kind of focusing straight ahead in the show. Well, then, all of a sudden, this hand comes across my face, grabs my left chin, she's on my right side, and caressingly moves my head to face them. And my brain's like, what, what is happening here? And they're like grinning at me. I'm going, okay, is this like some sort of menage invitation here? It's like, you don't need to be caressing my cheek in front of your dude, and then the dude's watching. And I just like, yeah, hey, what's, what's happening? Turn back, she does it again. It's like, okay, what are my options here? I don't have a bathrobe. I don't have any oils or bombs with me. No slippers. You know, I'm not, I'm not running off with two strangers. If I'm going to have a menage, it's not going to be with another dude. And two chicks, I'm too old. You should have done that when I was 25. Maybe I did. I'm not telling. People don't tell. People that talk about doing that, they didn't do it. People that did it, they kind of keep that on the down low. They don't need to be shouting at the world about that. If they say they did it, don't trust them. All right. So I kind of, I kind of tuck tail between my legs and I leave. But here's the problem. I've been standing for so long. I can hardly walk. I've been standing for over three hours just in, in a spot, shifting my weight back and forth. I hobbled out to my car and went home. And the next day I could hardly walk. It's like, I can't, I can't stand for three hours no more. Standing for three hours is hard for people without chalky chalk. When you got the chalky chalk, it's nearly impossible. All right, anyway, that was my first taste out back in the real world. And I'm not super thrilled about it. It was awkward and disconcerting and uh, a little traumatic. And yeah, I told my wife about it. She thought I was full of shit. Ah, maybe I am. But who caresses a cheek and pulls it over in their direction two times? You know who does that? A weirdo. All right, we're moving on. I did go see Christopher Cross last night. I'm going to leave that to the end because it was the polar opposite of the Menage episode. Menage episode, loving, crazy, sexual tension. This was the absolute opposite. Out of all things, mellow Christopher Cross. We'll save that for later. Oh, good Lord. So much to talk about. Okay, listen up. Something weird happened to me. And 
I am going to tell you the story. You're going to judge me. And I, I guess I don't care. But you're going to think I'm a bad person. I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. But good people do bad things or by their inaction in this case, possibly. So my dogs, as I told you, they get me up at the butt-ass crack of dawn before dawn. I was out in my backyard at a little before 5 a.m. It's like 4.50. Don't even get me started on that. And I'm letting my dogs pee and do their thing. And I'm standing out there kind of waiting on them. It's crisp. And I hear off to my left, I, I hear something like this, help. And I thought, did I just hear someone holler for help? It's pitch black. There's no streetlights out here. It's pitch black. It's extremely quiet. It's the middle of the night almost. I, I just hear someone yell help. And then I stop and I listen. I don't hear anything else. And, and here's my thought. If someone really needed help, if I needed help, I'd be screaming bloody murder. If, if there was a dude with a knife, you don't scream help once and then shut up. It's a, it's a flurry of helps. It's a plethora of helps, of screams and pleas for assistance. This was one lone help. And you know what? I don't even know if it was happening. I thought it was my imagination because it was 4.50 in the morning. I wasn't even awake. It's like, what, what, am I dreaming? But then here's what happened. Over to my right. Help. And I go, okay. I think I might have heard it three times in total. So I'm standing there in my pajama bottoms, a t-shirt, and my slippers. And I'm thinking, okay, do I get in my car? Do I drive around the block? You know, what am I going to do if someone needs help? If there's an attacker, what am I going to do? Ask him politely to put down his weapons? I don't, I don't have any weapons. It's not like, you know, if something fell on somebody and they needed it to be lifted off, you keep yelling help. You don't yell three. Well, and then I hear this, like, whistle, like, like someone was whistling for a dog. And I thought, okay, there's somebody else. That's not the same help. It definitely wasn't a man yelling help. It was either a female or a child. And I'm thinking, well, those people should be in bed. If I was in bed right now, I wouldn't even be hearing this. So you're probably thinking, what'd you do? I went back to bed. I, me and the dogs went back to bed. It's like, if, you're, if you need my help, you better start yelling more than three isolated. You better be screaming bloody murder. Three isolated mini chirps of help. That's not going to do it. If someone was screaming bloody murder, I would have helped. But three isolated help chirps that I don't even know were help, I'm 90% sure they were. But 10% unsure. Cloudiness in the head early. So I went back to bed and I kind of forgot about it until the next morning. Then I remembered and I told, told my wife, Alice, I said, I want to tell you, tell you a story about something. And this isn't a dream. This happened. I told her what I just told you. And you know what her reply was? You are not a hero. And I said, no, I am not. You have to be in obvious distress. If it's like a maybe, I'm moving on. If I see something, I'm moving on. If you're screaming bloody mur murder, no, actually, if I see something, I'm going to help. If, I, if, I, if you're screaming bloody murder, I'm all in. A few little help chirps. I think somebody needed help with a dog. That's what the whistle was. That's what really set me off. I need help. Okay, well, I'm going back to bed. And then my wife just looked at me like, who are you? Like she didn't even know me. It was harsh. 
put yourself in my shoes. What would you do? I don't know. I went back to bed. All right, we're going to move on. Um, <laughs> the next day I drove around. There was no police tape. There was nothing on Facebook. There was nothing on the Lago Vista police page, which I do follow. There was no incident. There was nothing. So you know, unless somebody got loose and got thrown back down in some basement, you know, which highly unlikely. All right. Um, I am not much of a swimmer. I got a little story for you. And then we'll get to the chalky chalk report. I am not much of a swimmer. I can swim, but if you ask me to swim laps, I might be able to do four before it's like, I can't do this anymore. This is too much swimming. But when I was in college, we did intramural everything. Swimming, ultimate frisbee, basketball, racquetball. We signed up for all of them. And somehow I signed, you know, the guys, I was, we signed up for intramural swimming. I was in a fraternity. It was intramural fraternity swimming. And we were going to do this swimming event. I don't know, 50 meters. It wasn't an Olympic-sized pool, but it was, it was two laps. It was there, turn around, come back. It's like, well, I, I can do that. I'll just flail my arms and my legs as fast as I can, and I'll be fine. I won't even take a breath unless I'm dying. I mean, I, I can do that. Well, here's where it gets tricky. It was 1981. But I've seen enough Olympics even back then at age 18, whatever I was, to think, well, I'm going to do one of those little kick flips at the end. You, you, you swim down, you get to the wall, you kick flip it, push off, come back. So I can do that. How hard could that be? So I actually practice it a few times. It's a little harder than it looks, but not that hard. You just... Get close to the wall, boom, you go down, somersault it, push. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. In the middle of intramurals, we got a crowd of people watching this. So it's like, all right, I'm on the little podium, on your mark, you get set, you go, whoosh, and I'm just flailing like, you know, I'm falling off a building or something, just as fast as I can motorboat it. I'm getting to the end, it's like, okay, here comes my kickflip. Never done one before. But I thought, well, how hard could it be? Apparently it's harder than I thought. I get to the end. I do my kick. I push off. I hit no wall. I push off in, in, and only hit water. So now I am dead stopped at the end of the pool. With no momentum. All my momentum completely gone. And I go, fuck. I miss, I miss the wall. My one time to perform the kickflip. So then I thought, well, I, I, I actually look up and I see everybody like way out there. And it's like, I'm just sitting there. And so I thought, well, fuck it. I'm not going to come in last. So I motorboated. I don't take a breath. I'm flailing as fast as I could. And I come in second to last. Some dude, I, I beat one guy. I think he, I think he was missing a, a, an appendage. It's the only reason I caught him. But I didn't come in last. It was a moral victory. So I was talking to my buddy. He was watching it. <laughs> I said, hey, did you see my kick flip? He goes, dude, what happened? I said, he goes, you, you were right up front with everybody until you tried to do that kick flip. And then it was over. You were right up front with everybody. I said, did anybody else do a kick flip? He goes, no one. I said, no one? He goes, no, no one else. We can barely swim. We aren't swimmers. This is intramural. 
I said, he goes, but you did haul ass and come in second to last. He goes, that was fairly impressive. And I go, well, all right then. And you know, I don't know why I remembered that the other day, but I was tooling around the house. Boom. I remembered my, uh, my kickflip experience. I told Allison, I said, hey, I want to tell you a story I never told you before. She just looked at me like I was crazy. You know what? It's an adventure. A little adventurous spirit. Hey, guys, guess what? You know. You know what? It's that time. It's time for the Chalky Chalk Report. Your favorite. Chalky Chalk Scale. Chalky Chalk Report. Well, you know who sponsors that. Dr. Paul Berg, Scott and White Group. Round Rock, Texas, Georgetown, Texas. And you know what he can do for you? I don't, I don't even have to say it. <clears throat> Boils, lesions, those things like that. He, he got he gets the salves and bombs. Take care of those things for you. But okay, Chalky. The Chalky is permanently in hips, permanently in shoulders, intermittent in knees. So because of the spread of the Chalk, I'm a little depressed. I was really hoping the chalk would settle in one area and stay there. At least I could deal with that. So anyway, I just bought a thousand count bottle of ibuprofen. And this last week, I probably, go- <laughs> probably gobbled a hundred of them. Ah, that, that's an exaggeration. Fitty. Fitty, fitty for sure. Chalky scale, two to 2.5, depending on the day. I think one day in the last 10, maybe two, very little chalk at all. Very little dust. Chalky out. All right, we're back. Back for the final segment. You all know the drill right now. I I talk for about 16 minutes, do a chalky chalk report, come back, and wrap it up. So, talked about my uh, strange concert at the Psychedelic Furs. I had another strange concert. So I went to two concerts since my last episode. On, oh gosh, Friday? Thursday. Shit, I don't remember. I went to see Christopher Cross. 40th anniversary of his debut album. Sailing takes me away. I'm going to ride like the wind to be free. That's some good tunes. It was at the Paramount Theater. And I went because I had a buddy of mine. My buddy Sean called me up that day and said, hey, I got two free tickets. He actually had three, two together, then one not together. So I called my buddy E, Super E. E, you want to go to uh, Christopher Cross? Yes. That's just right up E's alley. In fact, we had talked about going several days earlier. We thought about buying tickets, but we didn't pull the trigger. It's a good thing we didn't because we got free tickets. Those tickets were about, with fees, 60 bucks a piece. That's 120 a free Christopher Cross for my enjoyment. So we got to a nice dinner before the show. We went to Glorious, had some really nice Mexican food, even had a margarita. And I thought, God, this is really nice. I'm sitting down at a nice restaurant. I haven't been in a nice restaurant. I've been in places like Torchy's or a barbecue joint, but not like a nice downtown restaurant. Glorious is nice, dimly lit, great wait staff. A great margarita. Mar- my margarita was $9. My meal was $15. I, 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 don't get me started. Regardless, it was delicious. 
After, we walked over to the Paramount, found our seats, and started to enjoy the show. It went right into it. We were on the first row of the balcony. I could stretch my legs out. There was, it, was, it was really a nice seat to see everything. Christopher Cross was doing his thing. Hey, Laura. That was actually his um, encore. Arthur's theme. When you get caught between the moon and New Year. Great stuff. This is premium concert material. It's not headbanging stuff. It's Christopher Cross. It's still premium. All right. So at some point, of course, because my prostate's the size of a baby head, I have to go to the bathroom. I'd say about two-thirds approximately into the show. I get up, go around the corner. Bathroom's right there. It's really close. I probably, I'm probably not in there for more than two minutes. I come back out. And I sit in my seat and immediately I feel wetness all up and down my back and on my butt. Like wet wetness, like wet diaper wetness. And I go, instantly I knew, motherfuckers spilled a drink on my chair. They didn't fucking tell me. Let me sit in it. And I'm just pissed. And I look around, kind of give the stink eye and there's a... A woman right behind me and her husband or date, whatever, next to her. And everyone's wearing masks, by the way. So I really can't see who they are. But I give them some stink eye. They know. They know what they did. Here's the thing. There's no way they accidentally and didn't know that they spilt half a beer on my seat. I've, I've held a, 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 not a can, but a glass. Thank God it wasn't wine. And I know that when I spill it, it comes over my fingers and my hand gets wet. You can't spill a cup of liquid and not know it. It's going to hit your hand. So I know that they know. So I'm sitting there. I'm watching Christopher Cross, super mellow. Everyone's just swaying with the, the smooth sounds of light rock, yacht rock. And I'm sitting in my seat and I'm just seething. Because, you know, I don't really interact with people because people are dicks. And this is another indication of someone being a dick. They didn't give us two shits about me in my wet outfit. I turned to E. I go, those people behind me spilled fucking beer on my seat. I'm soaked. He goes, well, move over here. I go, no, nope, I don't want to move over there. He had an empty seat on the other side of him. I liked where I was. I was on the end. Too bad it was moist. I was fully moistened. So I'm sitting there and I'm seething. I go, am I going to make a scene at a Christopher Cross concert? Well, the answer was yes. <laughs> and I'm not a scene guy. I don't make scenes. So in between the songs, I turned around and said, you spilled half a beer in my seat and I'm soaked. And, and then I just dropped F-bomb after F-bomb. Because once I kind of cracked the door... I walked right on in. You fucking sat, splattered all this shit in my seat, and you watched me sit down in it. What the fuck is that all about? And I'm just litting into him. Finally, the woman says, what do you want from me? And I said, nothing. But a little fucking consideration would have been nice. But God forbid you give a shit about anybody but yourself. And I turn around, and then I feel good. I'm not even mad anymore. I enjoy the rest of the show. They're probably bummed. 
Fair enough. But I'm going, you know what? I didn't get screwed over and say nothing. Like what I usually do. Turn the other cheek because it's never worth it. But I thought, no, I'm not taking it this time. Well, then the show's coming to an end. Encore's over. Everyone's standing and clapping. And I'm not going. I'm waiting for them to walk by me. Because you know what? I'm 6'5". They're teeny little children, adults. I'm, I'm going to look down on them and give them some more stink. Some more stink eye. So she walks by. She didn't say anything. But then the guy goes, hey, man, I'm really sorry. And then he tries to give me some wadded up money. I don't even know how much because it was dark. Some bills. And, I, and I'm not taking his money. If it was wine, I should have taken it for some dry cleaning, but I, it wasn't. I asked E, is my back red? Because I wanted to make sure. Because the thought entered my mind, you motherfuckers are going to pay for my dry cleaning. But no. I said, I don't want your money. What I wanted was an apology or a heads up or something. But you know what? You said you're sorry. We're good. You apologize. It's something, you know, just a little humanity. Everyone's looking at me. I didn't care. I called them out. I'm just glad Christopher Cross didn't stop the show and say, hey, what's what's going on up in the balcony? I'm, I'm playing sailing here. I'm trying to play some sailing. Could you keep it down in the balcony? Oh, that would have been so great. And you know what? I made a, I made a life memory for my buddy E. My poor buddy Ed. I said, sorry about that. He goes, no, it's fine. I think he I actually kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Possibly entertained. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But contrast those two concerts that I went to. First one, I got touchy McFeelers over here. Possible invitation to a menage. Second one, basically a beer spilled down my back. Without any uh, consideration or apology. Until I confronted him. You never know what you're going to get. That's why I don't even want to go to concerts anymore. I'm a concert guy. Can I just enjoy the show without having to be in a menage or have a beer spilled on me? Is there something in between? Jeez. Only Bill Flanagan can go to a Christopher Cross concert and cause a scene. I was the only one, apparently. All right, man. This is episode 56. I don't even know anymore. I think it's 56. It's in the books. Let's shout out to some of my uh, benefactors. Some, some of the people that support this kind of premium storytelling. We're talking about Matt Beards. We're talking about Johnny Schrader. We're talking about Will Flanagan, Allison Crow, Mariah Johnson. We're talking about the sponsor, Dr. Paul Berg. Sponsor of the Chalky Chalk. Stepping up all the time sponsor this content i'd like to thank joe freund for my intro music brother mike flanagan for the outro music and you know what it takes a while to 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 deliver premium content i know it's been a couple weeks but i didn't i did not disappoint you got some premium shows premium stories and y'all take those away and spread the word about the podcast all right until next time Love you. Need you. I'm out.
Just irritated. <laughs>